Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Once in a Lifetime, the episode where we watch and then discuss some cuckoo Lifetime movies. (laughs) I'm Bridget. I'm Anne. And this week, what a doozy. (laughs) Oh, man. I picked a movie from 2016 called The Bad Twin. It was awesome. (laughs) I fucking loved it so much. Yeah, it is... Yeah, it really fits the bill for what you're looking for in a Lifetime movie. So just like a a quick, quick, quick synopsis. We have Dr. Jen. She's like a radio relationship host, right? Oh, yeah. Very, is very she a rich. Yeah, yeah, she is. She is. <laughs> very rich. Very rich. Um, her sister is crazy. So her sister gets put away in a, a hospital um, she gets um, guardianship of her twin nieces who are 15. And <laughs> the one twin is bad news bears. And it it just is like murder and trying to kill her. The whole movie. It was great. It was great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay. So I didn't know that her name was Jen until like the end of the movie. So I just have Haley in all my notes because I was like, <laughs> it's Haley Duff. That's her name. I don't know what her name is in the movie. You know, I got to say, I'm sure Haley Duff is a lovely person, but that is an individual who was able to get into this business purely based on her last name and the success of her sister, because it sure damn, does feel like that. This girl only cannot thing- act. <laughs> Okay, so uh, this is maybe not kind, but I feel like the role she's best in is like the jerk girl in Napoleon Dynamite. She's like, I agree. She's perfect in that. (laughs) She's perfect. And like I said, I'm sure she's a totally wonderful person and I would love to be friends with her, but... She her acting skills, man, in this movie, it was there was a couple of scenes where she had to like cry and it, it was painful. It was painful. Like I was laughing so hard. And the couple times she gets injured too, I thought the way she tried to play that was so strange. <laughs> so Just like man. she like announced what was happening, like uh, there's there's glass in my hand. <laughs> yeah, we know. We saw it happen. You don't have to tell us. That's why you're crying. We're watching you in this movie. <laughs> we open up. She is doing a radio show, taking mm-hmm. calls from the public, and gets a call from an un- unhinged woman um, who's just screaming about how she's a liar and she's a fake, a fake and she doesn't talk about all the shit in her own family. And she's like, wow, what an unhinged caller. I better hang up. She's outside of the studio or something like that. I assume with her, uh, what what was her friend's name? Her coworker's name? Gail. Gail. That's right. So her and Gail, sweet little Gail are outside signing autographs, you know, the radio hosts. (laughs) Yeah. They have like groupies (laughs) waiting outside for them. And this woman, who's obviously the caller, comes up and kind of attacks Jen and is just like bananas, cuckoo bananas. I mean, she goes from zero. I mean, she doesn't start at zero. She goes from like 60 to 120. (laughs) Yeah, she's like completely nuts, completely nuts. The cops are there. 
And Jen is like, no, no, don't. She doesn't need to go to jail. She needs help. I know this because dun, dun, dun. It's my sister, Cassie. <laughs> oh, my this God. Music. And Gail's like, that's Cassie. Well, music is like, like this is important. Uh, we go to Cassie's house where the daughters are. The house, so she's only been in the area for like four months. Apparently, she has not been in touch. Her and Jen have not been in touch with each other because she's unhinged and is constantly moving around and, you know, being crazy. Um, the house is a complete disaster. You see the girls. You see, they're. I said they were dressed like if if Taylor Swift had a twin and was in The Shining. Like that yes. is exactly what they look like to me. I mean, they even looked a little bit like Taylor Swift. Like they have that kind of f- face, you know. Like well, that. yeah, because I think that girl is beautiful. She looks yeah. just like her dad. Who's her dad? Casper Van Dien of Starship Trooper fame. Oh. She looks exactly like him oh. if you were a beautiful teenage girl. Oh, so wait, is that so? You know, the um, Nexium stuff, like the Catherine Oxenberg, she was mm-hmm. married to him. Is that her? That's not her. She doesn't have a daughter with him. That I don't think so. Oh, that's an intriguing. I forgot that she was married. Yeah, to him. I know. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, no, I got to see who, Gra- I think it's Grace Van Well, Dean. of course, now that you say that, I'm like, oh, obviously that's his daughter. She is beautiful. She's beautiful. Yeah. And I thought she did an awesome job in this. Like, I actually she, thought, yeah, I thought she was great. She played those two girls so differently. And like, even her voice, her voice would change. And it, she was really good. She was good. Um, they dress like... <sighs> Again, lifetime with the dressing 15-year-olds like they teach fucking Sunday school. Yeah, it's like theirs is like a weird hybrid of old librarian and cute like, toddler. And also like 60s mod. Like yeah, there's a few like short blousey dresses. Yeah, with like a little lace collar. Mm-hmm. Very cute. A, yeah. But very weird. And of course, they dress exactly the same all of the time. <laughs> Which, yeah, when you're that age, it just gets to Yikes. We find out that, like, the reason Cassie doesn't like Jen is because she thinks that Jen just got preferential treatment growing up. And, like, Jen is, like, the the golden child of the family, right? Like, Yeah, I mean, it sounded like their mom was equally as unstable as Cassie and had, like, lots of boyfriends coming in and out. But yeah. that the root of all the problem was just that, like, Jen didn't get in trouble as much as Cassie did. Yeah, that's like, kind of what it is. both experienced the same unstable household and stuff, so. Yeah, and Cassie's the older one, too, right? Because she looked way older. She did, yeah. But you know what? Drugs and alcohol can wreak havoc on your body so maybe they're a year apart yeah that is true uh the girls names are quinn and olivia too quinn is the nice sweet one olivia is the fucking psychopath and they kept like trying to trick both Haley duff and the audience for like the first 
45 minutes of the I movie know. by them like switching who was who and I was like I hate this just make <laughs> it clear which one is good and which one is bad already. like is this the theme for the movie is that we don't know like who's actually gonna be the bad one but it, it wasn't like it was just one of them is shitty and then they're just playing the stupid game with us yeah didn't need that did not need that so they're just being fucking weird and and creepy. Um, they move into Jen's house, which is the gaudiest fucking mansion. And how many exterior shots of this goddamn house it do we need? The yeah, the tackiest, ugliest. Just like I've got money and I don't know what to do with it. Yeah, that is a new money house. That was just ugly. Ugly. I hated it so much. Hated it. Um, There's a point where (laughs) Olivia, Olivia was like, Jen, can we have some um, potato chips? They're way up. And then Jen's like, I keep them up high because I have no self-control. Let me get my stepladder here. Uh. Meanwhile, Olivia just has the most evil look on her face the whole time. She's fucked with the stepladder, obviously. The screw comes loose. Jen falls down. She's just like, oh, hee hee, ha ha. How crazy. How crazy is that? There's so the reactions many reactions to everything that these girls, like Olivia is obviously doing these things to hurt you. She knows Olivia is doing these she things. Knows. And she just still is like, I can't give up on them. Girl, you're, you're being like attempted. She wants to murder you. <laughs> like, not There's to mention evidence. you're the worst psychologist or psychiatrist <laughs> alive for, for real? seriously missing all these red flags. You know, this is why I obviously I think therapy is wonderful and great, but also though I have known so many therapists and like counselors and stuff like that that have issues that are 8,000 times more insane than the people they're seeing. And it's like, I don't know. You can't handle your own fucking shit, but you're going to tell other people how to handle theirs. I just, I don't know. It's It's like they're drawn to help people that they like, you know, see their issues with, but they haven't been able to figure it out their own shit. Um, Before we move on, I do just want to say that before they ask for the chips, they are looking at Haley Duff's iPad and they're like, we used to have one of these, but it broke. Our mom pawned our microwave to get it. If you went to a pawn shop with a microwave, they might be like, here's $15. I know. How are you going to get an iPad with $15? Must have been a really nice microwave. <laughs> yeah, like she pawned a microwave and fucked the guy behind the counter. Yes, I mean, it. honestly, honestly, that is probably what. And you know what? If you kids need an iPad, you got to do what you got to do. But sure. I also though, like your fucking sister is rich as fuck. Why don't you just maybe reach out and like ask for help? Hey, it I'm, seems like she was willing to help you. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But I guess when you are that mentally unstable, you're not thinking rationally about. Yeah, me. that's a very good point. A very good point. Um, the girls like to chill out in the closet by themselves like to get away from people like her (laughs) (laughs) what she's one of the girls says (laughs) prying into our minds 
Does she say something about that? Like trying to pry into our minds? Yeah. And then when she says something like, I love you girls so much. And I know it must be so strange to just show up here and not know that someone cares about you. (laughs) One girl goes like, nice try, but that's psycho talk. (laughs) Like, wait, what? (laughs) That's probably what her mom calls like psychiatrist talk. Psycho talk. Psycho talk. We meet Kevin, who is Jen's boyfriend, who is just like, too nice, too boring, too blah. So boring. Yeah. I I mean, I thought he was going to play maybe a bigger role in this. I guess the dinner scene where they try to poison him is important, but whatever. He could have not even been in this movie. We didn't I know. Yeah. He's, there's nothing interesting about him whatsoever. He's a tiny little person. He's like barely as tall as the girls, which is yeah. fine, but it's just yeah. like, He's not menacing. They're clearly not afraid of him or I don't know why you would have to be afraid of him because he's a man and that's how I gauge (laughs) whether or not I can be in a room with someone. (laughs) I can take him. I'm not afraid of him anymore. He's little. (laughs) Yeah, I definitely thought he was weird. And then, um, so that's when Jen tells the girls that they get to go see their mom the next day, but <laughs> she's going to be staying there longer than they thought. And it's going to be three months. Yeah. Yes. So and one of the twins storms off, breaks her glass. And then that's the end of the fight, I guess. <laughs> and then they, Olivia puts the glass on the seat, right? Like, yeah, we don't see has- her do it, but she must because the seat is like, 50 feet away from the table. So glass couldn't have just landed there. Yeah. And then so later on when Jen wants to go sit down, she puts her hand down. Oh no, there's shards of glass sticking out of me. And then like Olivia always is like lurking around the corner. Like when she's getting bandaged up, Olivia just kind of like appears out of nowhere. (laughs) Like their weird little matching nightgowns. Oh, she's creepy. She was creepy. So the visit with mom doesn't go great. She is shooting daggers at Jen. Like just the whole time from across the fuck. Holy fuck. Like she and I don't understand Cassie's plan because you know, we find out that she she wants Jen to adopt her girls. So they can kill her and inherit all of Jen's stuff. But she puts up such a fight about, like, I don't understand why. It was confusing for sure. I feel like they were trying to portray, like, this woman is unwell. Unbalanced. And she's just making this up as she goes along. Because even, like, when they have the FaceTime call with her and she's, like, holding up notes... She's like changing plans, like crossing it out. Okay, new plan. Now we're doing this. So I think originally what I sort of think is that she just thought like she has money and will steal stuff from her. But I didn't actually think of the ramifications of giving up my rights to my children in the long run. like, Like, Yeah, I think it's just part of her being so mentally unwell that like she can't help but scream at her sister because she has so much rage. Yeah. Hearing her scream, my babies, my babies, you can't take my babies. Well, I also felt like Jen really could have diffused that situation when Cassie's like, you're trying to take my children away from me. 
Jen, instead of saying, Cassie, I'm not there with me temporarily until mm-hmm. you get well. Instead, she just gives her this sad look, doesn't say anything, and walks away with her children. So, like, again, a bad move as mm-hmm. a psychologist or psychiatrist. Like, you could have just said one sentence to her, and it would have, I think, brought Cassie's anger down a little bit. For sure. To just be like, hey, we remember we agreed to do this, and I know it seems like a long time, but we'll come and visit you and... It would have been really easy to... Yeah, it just seems like that was a a bad move on her part. She could have done done something so small. She's just really bad at her job. I think she kind of likes the drama a little bit, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) We find the girls burying grandma treasure in the backyard it's so like why, why does jen have so many little gold tchotchkes vases and like trinkets and things so they're just they're burying this all in the backyard yeah they like put it all in a later i guess i don't i don't know it was kind of a weird little a weird little scene um jen at one point puts on some lotion and gets a chemical burn like she's like fuck we do also find out that jen has some allergies but we don't we don't quite know what they are we have no (laughs) idea what they are we only find this out because her arm like the skin has started to melt off yeah and fucking kevin is like how's your breathing are you breathing okay i've got your epipen right here and there's a close-up of the epipen i'm like oh boy and where they store it like a a doctor makes a house call. Dr. Frank comes over and he's like, oh, that's a chemical burn. They're both like, <laughs> that's so crazy. Wow. Must be that lotion. I she won't go- use that anymore. <laughs> so she goes, she's outside and notices that her cabinet for her, her pool supplies is open and she pulls out the pool acid and like has her lotion with her, with her at the same time and does like a pH test to see if the the acid is in the lotion and oh boy that just goes right to red doesn't it like that is boy the reddest full full of pool acid still not very concerned like this girl put gave you a chemical burn on purpose and she it's like kind of not i mean it is brought up with gail and stuff later but Jen is not, uh, she's not reacting appropriately. No, it's crazy. It's crazy. Like she doesn't even try and sit down with them and be like, all right, somebody is putting pool acid in my lotion. We need to, we need to figure out what the fuck is happening and what is wrong. And we know that all (laughs) mental health professionals endorse just avoiding all your problems until they miraculously fix themselves. (laughs) Right. Yeah. That's what she does. Well, she does decide to get some nanny cams. Oh, that's true. Gail does um, show up and convince her to get some nanny cams. I she like does show Gail. up and like, she walked up right behind her, scared the shit out of her. And then <laughs> Gail's like, whoa, what got into you? I don't know. Why'd you just creep into my backyard yeah. and like yell into the back of my head? You maniac. <laughs> I liked Gail a lot. Uh, the last scene with Gail, I was like, oh, damn, they actually like did it. But I liked Gail. 
I thought she was a a nice character and she was actually like, that's the person we would be like, um, these girls are kind of nuts. So maybe you should think about not having them here because yeah, they might, they're hurting you. They're trying to hurt you. So she's putting, she's placing her nanny cams around her house in the middle of the night with no lights on. It's the weirdest thing. And then, the like the footage that you see from the nanny camps. Have you ever seen surveillance footage look like that? It was like this. No, green, it was like night goggle. wavy. It was like night goggle, but also like in a, in like the Brady Bunch when it would go into a dream sequence. <laughs> like it was like that. Was she supposed- also like doesn't really try to hide any of them. No, she, she just does puts not. one like in a plant on the very top of the soil. Mm -hmm. And she does hide one. She drills a giant hole in a book, puts it in there. And that's the one they end up finding. Oh my God. This was the point where I wrote the actress playing this, the twins is fucking spooky. She was very good playing a crazy kid. Like she, she had the looks down and the voice. She She was, she was really good. Like, very spooky. Yeah, because she had to be spooky, conniving Olivia and like meek, concerned yeah. Quinn as well. Right. So that's a lot of work. I did think like this is years after the social network came out. And sometimes I'm like, this twin technology is not good. <laughs> I mean, it was fine, but just felt like. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Uh, we go on a beach day with the girls, Jen and Gail. Bridget, have you ever dug a hole like that at the beach and sat in it? Um, a giant hole like that? I don't think I have. When I was a kid, my cousins did bury me in the sand up to my head because they thought it was funny. Um, however, I've never dug a hole, like a trench that I could just lay in and be like, this is my favorite thing to do it's like oh, a, i just love yeah. it i love i love this jen also as soon as they get to the beach on the the two different times we see them go to the beach immediately jen's like well peace out i'm gonna go for a fucking run that lasts forever bye <laughs> like she just leaves bye jen yeah she gail gets- has already said i don't trust these girls why is she like don't leave me alone with them i don't I- I know she does. And you're right. She does say like, oh, no, I'm great standing here with these freak monsters. <laughs> they have well, nothing only, to talk one to of them. only one of them is a freak monster. So no. Jen goes off running. They're all taking turns laying in the sand pit. <laughs> yeah, I was confused here. Like what they were trying to do with Quinn's character, because... Olivia's laying in the hole and she's like, this feels so good. Like you got to try it. And Olivia's like, or Quinn gets in the hole and she's like, oh, this is so great. And Gail says how much she loves it. She's like, get in, get in. And like, then Gail gets in the hole and Quinn's like shouting like, oh my God, Jen, you have to come see. And it's like, this is not what would excite a 15 year old. Is she like unwell? I don't understand. I mean, yeah. I mean, I know. Well, and then, you know, Jen can't hear. She's too far out. Oh, dear. There's no one on that beach. I think the voices probably would carry. It was totally empty. Completely Both empty. Times. Both times. I don't understand. Was, but then no they go one. in the parking lot and there were people in the parking lot. Anyways, 
Anyways, I thought something very nefarious was going to happen at the beach and nothing did. There were so many like ominous looks and like the music was like, oh, something's going to happen here. Nothing. Nothing happened. So I was was like, like, oh, good. Gail's fine. Gail is totally, totally great. This is when they have the FaceTime call with their mom where she's doing the... The nurse is sitting like right next to her, right? She's not, she's not noticing these like scrolls of paper. And then she she's crosses, reading a book. She crosses out her message and then we'll write a new like you don't need to cross out the thing you just they know wrote. not I'm to read that part. Smart again. enough not to like <laughs> what the fuck? So there's a new plan. Find her will. Find her will. So yep. she wants her girls to go digging, digging, digging searching for the will and they find it in Jen's office. They go rummaging uh, one night and they find the will and they also find the camera that's hidden in the book. Kind of not ever addressed. Is it? Um, No, it does come back later that they found it. Cause we see Jen just like watching the footage of them finding it in her bed. (laughs) Yeah, Just but does so she ever? She never like says anything, right? Oh no, she no, she doesn't say anything to them about anything ever. Um, they oh, they take, go to her radio show. Oh wait, what were you going to say? I was just going to say they use the iPad that she gave them to take pictures of the will. Mm-hmm. The pictures they show us later, it's like they took a picture of the top third of the page and they've somehow <laughs> gleaned all the information that they all needed. Of it, it was ridiculous. And it was like shot at this angle too. It yeah, was like, yeah, this isn't girls. photography artsy fartsy class. Like you need a, <laughs> you need the text of that's yes. the juice of what's in there. You need that. You need that. Um, they go to her radio show. She's re- recording her show, finishes up. They're in the, like, producer booth or whatever. Yeah. And they're listening in on Gail and Jen talking. And Gail is like, you need to send these girls back. This is not good times for anybody. This isn't good. Yeah. And um, how, I mean, if you were in a producer booth, a recording booth, even if you watch somebody do it for an hour and they walked out, all those fucking knobs and switches and they just go like they know the exact one to I know. to be able to listen in. I was like, mm, I don't Come know about on. this. Come they can't on. even figure out how to take a picture with an iPad. Yeah. So Olivia walks out and is like, how about a beach day again? That was so fun. Let's go back to the beach. Because she's like, well, Gail is fucked now because I know Gail yep. is talking shit to us or about us to Jen. She's going to try and thwart our plan. She's putting ideas in her head. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So another beach day. They take Gail out to a little bit more secluded area of the beach where there's all these rocks and stuff. Mm-hmm. They're also, um, the first time they went to the beach, they were wearing like black hoodie dresses. And the next time they were wearing like old timey skirt bathing suits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. She yeah. Can't buy them new clothes. No. Like. Um, yeah. So they take Gail off like by some big rocks. Um, and completely like, bury her. We're like, we're doing a spa day, Gail. Yeah. They did like a weird 
it was like this weird pretend play thing where they're like, oh, we should have a spa day. What can we get for you today? And like acting super weird about it. And then they dug that hole in like five seconds. Yeah. With their hands. It was a huge hole. Like to fit a a, a, Like, yeah. So they they bury Gail, like completely cover Gail, except for her head sticking out. And um, Olivia says, oh, Quinn, she's going to need some sunscreen. So you Mm -hmm. need to go all the way back over by our basket and go get some sunscreen. Okay. Skips away. Da-da-da-da-da. Well, the tide starts coming in, which seemed a little early for the tide. And I also have some questions about how Gail is found later that have to do with the tide. But yeah, the tide starts coming in and Gail's like, all right, Olivia. Ho, ho, ho. This is funny. (laughs) Let me out. And Olivia is like, no, nah. (laughs) Just like staring at the ocean, ignoring her. There's the one Um, part where she like stood on her throat. Like, oh. No one can hear you. Yeah. Because she's obviously screaming and it's taking Quinn 8,000 hours to get the fucking sunscreen. It took her so long. And didn't she kind of question, like, she was like, you're leaving me out again. I know she said that at one point. And it's like, how do you not know what she's up to? I know. I know. It was so frustrating. Yeah. And then took her 45 minutes to get the goddamn sunblock. And that time the tides come in. Gail's fucked. Jen comes back from her run. I mean, Quinn, this is when Quinn also like kind of meets up with Olivia, who's walking back from from the rocks. She's like, where's Gail? And Olivia's just kind of like, I don't know. I don't know. And who's Gail? Never heard of her. (laughs) (laughs) Gail? I haven't heard of her name in 50 years. (laughs) (laughs) So Jen comes back from her run. She's like, where the fuck is Gail? And they're like, I don't know. I don't know where Gail is. Where's Gail? Let's go back to the car. Maybe Gail's at the car. No, Gail's not at the car. They call the cops because, like, Gail's missing. She's not a good swimmer. She's not. No, we find out that Gail's not a good swimmer. This cop, I just wrote, this cop has the craziest hair I've ever seen. And I don't even really remember (laughs) why it was so crazy. I don't remember it at all. It looked nice I don't remember it at all so they're searching the beach for gail one of the girls said she she went down by the rocks so i'm assuming Mm -hmm. that was quinn who was like she was down there and then all of a sudden gail's full body is just like on the beach not covered up on shore so the tide swept her out well like wouldn't the tide be up still though like wouldn't that be water it was so many you know, it seemed like hours and hours it, it was, was dark by the time her body washed up and i mean i'm not a coast guard tide expert i don't know anything coast guard tide expert seemed weird that it would just like right there be like oh oh well there's gail <laughs> well i mean the time they do not understand time in this movie because the first time they go to the beach jen's like okay i'm gonna go for a run i'll be back in like 20 minutes mm-hmm. so I assume her next run was also 20 minutes and that was long enough for them to dig a hole, get Gail in it, bury her and then leave her for the tide to take. And then have the tide come in. That ain't how time works. Well, I guess it doesn't need to work like anything in this fucking movie. So Gail, Gail's dead. Gail Gail is is dead. Straight up dead. 
It's very sad. Everyone's very sad. The girls are in the garden. There's a bee, the worst CGI bee. Oh, so bad. Lands on Olivia. And she's like, oh, bee, one bee. There must be many bees. I'm going to follow this bee back to the hive. And she's just, I mean, you can tell, like, something's going to happen with these fucking bees at some point. Yeah, the bees get so loud. They were... They were so badly done. It was so funny. It was comical. It was terrible. And it it was was like, just because they were acting like the way they turned that bee volume up, it was like, the bees (laughs) were like, is someone talking about us? And they got really loud, like bees. (laughs) Did somebody say bees? (laughs) (laughs) Did somebody say buzz, buzz, buzz? (laughs) The next visit with mom is my favorite because she uses the Scrabble board to send new messages about what their plan is, which is adoption. Be needy. (laughs) Quinn is like, I don't understand. What does that mean? Like, Quinn, maybe you're right that she is a little bit delayed because I don't know how much clearer that can be. I know. It was... She, like, did not understand that her mom wanted Jen to adopt them and that they needed to be needy and pathetic. Yeah, so now the (laughs) twins... Well, especially Olivia, just do a complete 180. Now they're just like the sweetest, kindest. Mm -hmm. And Haley Duff's just like, all right, I'm going to adopt you. Like, I don't understand. (laughs) Like, she just immediately brings that up. And it's like, why would that be the first thing you do? Yeah. Wouldn't you at least do like some kind of temporary guardianship type thing? I mean, they're 15 years old. Like, you don't need to adopt them. Like, just be their guardian for three more years and, and set, set them to know each other. Yeah. (laughs) Kevin is like, don't adopt them. Don't, don't do this. (laughs) Like, this is not, I have a bad feeling about this girl. Yeah. She's of course, is just like, Kevin, shut up. At this, well, at this point I wrote, this Kevin guy's a terrible actor and I hate listening to him talk. Yeah. (laughs) Just like, couldn't stand how milk toast he was. There was nothing. So the girls kind of know that Kevin is saying this. And then Olivia says like, oh, is Kevin coming over for dinner tomorrow? So, you know, obviously, great. We're going to get some poisoning going on. They go out for a bike ride in the morning, pull over to the side of the road, because this is where mom said is a good spot. Well, how would she know? (laughs) I don't know. It's not like she grew up there. It makes no sense. They also go on bike rides. They are wearing these like giant white blouse dresses. Mm -hmm. Why would you wear that to go on a bike ride? I don't know. Not good thinking girls. So Olivia's picking mushrooms. (laughs) Quinn has no idea what's going on. I, I didn't realize until the lady came over and was like, make sure your sister doesn't eat those. They're those are, what are they called? I forget. Death caps. Those are death caps. Oh, death caps. Yeah. Because I then, said to Andrew, death cap for cutie, and he did not want to. <laughs> 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 oh, stupid. Oh, that was good. So no, then no. Olivia's like, what did that lady say? And Quinn's like, um, nothing. So you're like, hmm, why'd she keep that info to herself? And later yeah. we find out why. Yeah. They're making dinner. 
Olivia's obviously using the poison mushrooms. Quinn. <laughs> oh, and then she like comes out Quinn with a knife. She's like, just keep slicing your carrots and don't do anything stupid. And don't she's say like anything dumb, you stupid broad. <laughs> um, I did think the meal they made looked delicious. Oh my God, I know. It was it like a did. creamy mushroom pasta. It didn't have any carrots in it. I don't know why Quinn had to chop those carrots. Yeah, good question. It looked like there was maybe some spinach in it. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it looked really good. It did. It really when good. They- when they serve them their meal, Olivia goes, good evening, Miss Burgess and Kevin. <laughs> I was like, whoa. <laughs> it's supposed to be ominous, but it just makes it seem like Kevin is a big disappointment. Oh, yeah, and they also say Kevin gets the big plate because he's a big man. Because he's a big man. No, he's not. He's no, the he's little not. man. <laughs> so they... Oh, Quinn was like, I didn't get many mushrooms. Kevin, can I have some of yours? Olivia the entire time is like, Quinn, what are you fucking doing? Don't eat the mushrooms. She's like, ex-nay on the ushroom maid. (laughs) (laughs) Again, Kevin, Jen, no, nothing going off. No, like, spidey sense, tingling, nothing like that happening. Um... Quinn's digging into dinner. Olivia pulls her out and is like, what are you doing? And Quinn was like, I knew, I knew those were, or something like, yeah. Olivia is like, you switched, you switched the mushrooms. And now I, this is when like, there's kind of a rift driven, Mm -hmm. like they, they can't trust each other. Quinn can't trust Olivia and Olivia can't trust Quinn. Oh, oh, so yeah, then Haley goes to see Cassie. Mm-hmm. She's crying. She's like, I missed you so much, sis. Why? Right. This woman has done nothing but give you grief. Right. Why? And then, oh, here's adoption papers. She she doesn't let Cassie talk at all. And no. then she's just like, and here are the papers. Yeah. Um, she signs them. She's like, hell yeah. They go to court. Yeah, I said she put on a real good show about not wanting to do it, but it being the best thing for her girls. Mm-hmm. Everybody except Jen is wearing a choker. Everybody loves chokers in this fucking family. Yes. There are so many chokers and that I looked up that green ribbon. That, remember that story? The story? <laughs> with that weird illustration? It was so creepy. That story has haunted me my whole life. If you guys don't know the Green Ribbon story, oof, so but it really good. made me think of it. I was like, if somebody's head falls off at the end of this movie, I'm going <laughs> to scream. <laughs> so they're at court to like finalize the adoption here. You think we're, we're right there. Like Cassie's seems in a good mood. Everything's going well. And then she just snaps. Totally. Weird. Lunch. She like lunges over the table to like attack Jen. She's freaking out, saying she wants her girls. She wants her girls. It's- so I have a theory about why she does that. Because the judge asks her, like, "Are you sure you're okay with this?" Because I, I always want to make sure the mom's okay with it. And for some reason, instead of just saying like. Yes, I think this is the best thing for my girls at this time. She feels probably because of her skewed logic in her poor, silly brain <laughs> that <laughs> that like she needs to prove to the judge that she's just like unfit. 
So I think it's like all a show, Just but I don't act. know. Well, cause she seems pretty cool. Like afterwards when the lawyer comes yeah. out and it's like, well, it's finalized. She's fine. She yeah. I wrote, fine. They're all waiting to hear this decision together. And then Cassie is wearing so much clothing. She just has on like billowy pants and a billowy shirt and a billowy kimono. And I was yeah. like, who is dressing these people? I know. Haley Duff is wearing unflattering clothing the whole time. It's the like, entire movie. Like she's got a hot bod. Let her wear normal clothes. Why are you like putting her in these weird blazers? I didn't care for it. Was she? Has she ever been pregnant? Does she have kids? I yeah, wonder if I think she... she probably was like having a mom bod, but like, yeah. who cares? That's probably why. But yeah, that's stupid. Like even a famous person mom bod is still like 8,000 times better than my bod. <laughs> Look, I just want to say, everyone, your body's beautiful. And your also, bo- you can eat chips whenever you want. You don't got to put them on the top top shelf so that you kill yourself <laughs> trying to get them down. Okay. Right, it's not worth Read it. Read the fuck it diet and get over food. And yeah, food. portion control. That's really what's important. No, man. Read the fuck it diet. The more you restrict, the more you binge. Just eat whatever you want all the time and you'll stop freaking out about food. Anyway, <laughs> I got a lot of feelings about this because Lifetime really does hate women. I mean, oof, magoof. Yeah. Um. Okay, so when they announce that the judge ruled in Jen's favor, Jen hugs Cassie. Girl, read the room. She does not want a hug from you. And, like, doesn't let, like, the girl, doesn't tell the girls to hug her. Yeah, she just leads the girls away. Like, you're not going to let them say goodbye? Right, right. But then they immediately have a visit day with her. They're going to go to a... get out secluded mountain area that grandpa used to take us to. Um, And Olivia is wrapping a box with a ribbon and Quinn's like, what is that? What are you doing? Why won't you tell me what you're doing? It's weird that you're doing this right by this bee's nest. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then we see one of them take the EpiPen out of the drawer where it's kept because Apparently, Haley Duff's allergies are not so concerning that she keeps an EpiPen on her at all times. With her? (laughs) I know. Yeah, when Olivia's wrapping the box, she was like, it's a gift for mom. Or like, it's for me and mom. And then Quinn's like, you're leaving me out again. And then Olivia was like, I can't trust you. Uber. Not good. So they have the most dramatic walk to the car ever. It's like in slow motion. It is like intense it lasts forever it was a really weird part Olivia of this movie and cassie are like laughing and smiling and holding hands and uh jen is behind them just walking normally and then gwen is in the back all like shuffling oh, sadly no, everything's awful immediately they're in the car and cassie just goes off goes off she on Jen. Hoof magoof. And Jen try I mean she, Jen did try to like diffuse the situation yes. and she got to the point where she's like, "All right, you know what? We're going to just turn this boat around and go home cuz this is not going to work out today." But then Cassie was like, "Olivia, why don't you give me that box, that present you have for me?" Ha ha ha. He he he. I'd love to, mom. So Cassie has this <laughs> shakes box, box. Shakes the fu- <laughs> 
And the whole time I'm like, she is not going to release these bees with everybody in the car. Oh, but she is. While somebody's behind the wheel and they're driving Mm -hmm. on like a curvy mountain. A curvy mountain. Yeah. But no, no, she, she opened that box full of angry Mm -hmm. bees and Jen obviously like gets out of the car, is dying on the side of the road. Cassie is just laughing. Like, she is. <laughs> Maniacal. <laughs> it's like, evil. And Olivia yeah. is just like, yeah, bitch. Like, I did it. I did that. He's like, I finally win. Quinn walks over to Jen, who's dying. Mm-hmm. In need of an EpiPen as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. Quinn takes her sweet-ass time, like... Popping it out of her sleeve, yeah, looking at Jen, <laughs> slowly dropping. Like, girl, she needs an EpiPen now. Now. Yeah. Get it to her now. Like, kneel down and put it in her hand. Yeah, it was so ridiculous. So the three of them drive away while they, you know, Cassie and Olivia are like, well, she's fucked and dead, right? Mm-hmm. Jen stabs herself with the EpiPen, stands up, and is kind of like, what the fuck just happened? The girls and their mom are driving, and then Olivia and uh, Quinn start fighting in the car. Oh, yeah. They fight a lot, so much that Cassie crashes the car into a tree. Yeah. Which Haley hears from miles away and is able to, like, run to (laughs) Yeah, they they should have been way far away. Although it is, like, a windy mountain road, so maybe... Yeah, Maybe. but she's not a safe driver. I think we can make that assumption. Oh, yeah, for sure, for easy. sure. So she, like, goes running over to the car, saves Quinn, gets Olivia out. Cassie's dead? Right? Cassie died? I guess Cassie's dead, yeah. Because they're, yeah, they're at her gravestone. Oh, something Cassie kept yelling at the side of the road was, I won the big one. Oh, I won okay. the big one. I didn't remember. I knew she said something about winning finally, but I won the big one. And then one. there was that vulture flying overhead before she like stabbed herself with the pen. Oh my God. Oh, so boy. it's like what? A few months later? I forget. Eight months later. Eight months. They're at a psych hospital. Quinn is a-okay. She's great. She's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Olivia is like gone. Totally gone. Yeah. They describe her as struggling and her disturbance is severe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, they're in uh, adjacent rooms next to each other and they're like being filmed or there's a window so you can see both of them. What's going on? Quinn, you know, comes skipping in like with her little bag ready to go, <laughs> hugs the doctor like this has been awesome. I'm like totally great. I feel good. Walks over to the wall separating the rooms and is like, I feel you over there, sister. I feel you over there. And Olivia loses her mind, goes over to the wall, is like mm-hmm. crying and sobbing. And Quinn is like, I got to go. Got to. Yeah, she kind of reluctantly walks yeah. away from I got to cut you out, girl, because you, you're bringing me down. And then Olivia just loses it, loses it against the wall. And again, a terrible mental health professional. The doctor in the room with her, like, keeps trying to touch her. Yeah. 
yeah. leave her alone. Please like, don't let touch her. her. <laughs> right? <laughs> yes, please don't touch her. <laughs> Just don't, like, that's not, I don't feel like that's how you would comfort a patient in that moment is by, like, no. caressing her back. Yeah, like, no. Cool it, bro. So either. And then it ends with Jen's line that she has said throughout her radio show, you create the love you deserve. I hate that. Yeah, it's kind of bullshit. I didn't like that. And then the movie is over. So that was Bad Twin. (laughs) I didn't find any trivia on this, unfortunately. I have a theory that Quinn is the bad twin because she was good and the rest of her family was shitty. So she was like the bad twin because she didn't do what her mom wanted her to. Yeah, maybe. But also Olivia was bad. Like... Crazy, crazy. I like this. I enjoyed watching this movie. Like, it made me laugh, but it was fun. Like, it was fun. That she did a good job, that whatever her name is. Grace Van Deen. She did do a really good job. Um, I mean, kudos to Haley Duff for getting a career out of nothing. Giving it the old college try. The new uh, Tori Spelling. She's in tons of Lifetime movies. Wow, really? So she'll come up again. All right. I've seen several other ones. Well, that works. So, yeah, that was Bad Twin. I really, I liked it. I thought it was funny. It was fun. It was very ridiculous. Yeah, very ridiculous. But it, I liked it, too, because it was, like, a little newer. A lot of the ones we've watched have kind of mm-hmm. been 80s or early 90s, and I like that this one is just from 2016. So it's not yeah. as, like, cheesy in some of those aspects. But yeah, I thought this was fun. It was. And twins still kind of freak me out. Sorry, twins. Yeah, I mean, they had... They dress alike. Like, don't do that. And do you think that's just like a general, like, natural reaction we have as humans? Or is that because of, like, the shining twins? (laughs) We just assume twins who dress alike are creepy. I mean, I don't know. I find it unsettling. I think it's kind of maybe like a doppelganger thing. Like maybe that's why maybe that's why we're suspicious of twins because we're like, oh, one of you is bad. Dun, dun, dun. One of you has to be bad. One of you has to be bad if you're identical and dressed the same. Sorry, and Charles. This movie is science, so we know that that's true. <laughs> one yeah. of you has to be bad. Yeah. All right, well, I'm going to stop recording. So um, thanks for listening, everybody, and have a good week. And join us next time when we watch another equally ridiculous movie. (laughs) Sounds good. Bye. Bye.